Are the New Orleans Pelicans a playoff team? After beating the Clippers 113-89, they're knocking on the door of the 10th seed right now. Let's talk about it in the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday, final show of the week, the Pelicans just drubbed the Clippers, 113-89, this game wasn't close. They're basically up 20 at halftime and just never looked back. This is a solid win for the team. And right now, as I'm recording, they're only a game back of the 10th spot in the Western Conference. They're knocking on the door of some sort of postseason. So we're going to talk about that game in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week for you all. No paywall or anything like that. Breaking down everything you want to know about the team, the biggest stories, the trade rumors. I ran down all their trade assets in yesterday's show. If you got a question, we're probably trying to answer it or at least talk about it here. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast from on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. That really does help keep this free in five days a week for you all. Breaking down everything, like in the moment after the games, right? It's not even 10 p.m. and I've got this podcast out. All right, so let's talk about it. The Pelicans' big win over the Los Angeles Clippers, 113-89. Clippers haven't been great. Like, kind of keep that in mind, right? No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. It sounds like... It's it's one point. It seemed like Paul George was supposed to be coming back. Now they're saying they might rule him out for the season and the Clippers are just going to kind of punt on this year and rebuild. Who knows what kind of that does to a team's mentality. But look, you knew they wanted to still win this. The Pelicans have given them trouble all year long. This was the Pelicans fifth straight win over the Los Angeles Clippers dating back to last season. They wanted to win this game and they couldn't get it done at all. They were just, I, I don't know, they were, this was a pretty masterful performance, right? Herb Jones shut down the backcourt. A combined 10 points for Reggie Jackson and Amir Kofi. You didn't have anyone else really step up on the Clippers. Not one of theirs, only, sorry, only one of their starters scored in double digits. Everyone else was 6 points, 6 points, 5 points, 5 points. And the one double-figure guy was 12, Mark, uh, Marcus Moore Sr., they just wrecked him. This was as sound of a defensive performance from the Pelicans as we've seen all year long. And then you had Brandon Ingram just completely in control, in command of this game. 24 points from for him, 6 assists on the night, 5 rebounds, just 1 turnover. He looked calm, like cool, collected. Let's throw those all together, right? Just in control of the game. He's playing the best basketball of his career. Just flat out, he's playing the best basketball of his career right now. He knows where his teammates are going to be. He knows how to get them the ball to spots that they like. And you're seeing kind of a growth from point Brandon Ingram. And he trusts these guys. And Willie Green said it after the game. It said, you know, he said Brandon Ingram trusts his teammates. And that's how you get a lot of things done. He's selfless when he's playing right now. We saw it against the Golden State Warriors too. And he said, basically, use me as a decoy because they're doubling me every time. Let's create open shots for others. It's just like pure leadership from him. 
out there on the court right now. He's been so good. He's still not in the all-star conversation in terms of the fan voting. Maybe players and coaches will look at that. Fan voting's 50% of that. It's probably going to be a little bit tough for him to get in. But he's been so good and is playing the best basketball of his career right now. And then Jonas Valanciunas, just a cool 18 points, 16 boards. Just super easy for him, including two of three from deep. He lights up the Clippers from three. Just a solid overall win. All of the starters for the Pelicans in double figures, right? You had Josh Hart, 12 points. Devontae Graham, not a great shooting night, but 13 points for him. These guys were really able to just kind of keep their foot on the gas. That was the thing I was kind of worried about. The Clippers did nothing at halftime. They scored in the 30s, right? New Orleans could have given up. They could have just let this one kind of stop and then probably let the Clippers back in it. That's what the Clippers did on Tuesday. They scored 28 points and a half, and they came back to win that game. The Pelicans seemed aware of that. Will Green had these guys motivated. They did not let up in the second half. You're about to go on a tough three-game road trip. You could have taken that second half off if you wanted. Kind of would have made sense, right? And they didn't. They kept their foot on the gas and really closed this game out by playing just really good, solid basketball. Didn't beat themselves, right? The Clippers weren't going to beat them. The only team that was going to beat the Pelicans in this one was the Pels. But they only had six turnovers. They got were aggressive getting into the paint and trying to score. Just perfect. This is what you want to see from this team. You knew this Pels team was going to come out playing really hard. And they did. And that's what we want to see from this squad, from these guys. Um, so are they a playoff team, right? They're knocking on the door of it right now. They're really close to being in that conversation. If... Portland, depending on what happens in the Portland game, right now when I'm recording their game back, a game back, that's pretty good overall considering they started off 3-16. and 16. They're only looking at the 10th seed right now. Let's talk. Let's not talk 7, 8, or 9 just yet. Those teams are 5, 4.5, 5 games up of the Pelicans. To get to the 6th spot, they're 5.5 games back. That's a lot. But they're in contention for some sort of postseason, depending on where you classify the play-in tournament. You can't ask for much more than that. You know, since going with that starting lineup of Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, teams 10-5. and five. Again, I, I'm, I caution it a little bit because a lot of the numbers aren't backing it up. But you know what? Playing hard gets you kind of far, it turns out. And getting the right guys out there on the court gets you kind of far. And they're going to only be looking to add more at the trade deadline. This is why this team wants to be a buyer. A little bit more depth to shore up their rotation from some of the guys who aren't playing well. Nikhil. And they start to look good. And they're doing this, by the way, without Zion Williamson. What does that tell you about this team? About this group? To kind of rally together to fight back from what was a terrible start to the season. 3-16 3-16 and 16 is miserable. And now you're talking about maybe some postseason for him? That's, that's an unbelievable job. They've done so well over the past you know month and a half, two months. You've got to give Willie Green a lot of credit. You guys really seem to like each other too. And there's a lot of good team chemistry and like just good vibes emanating from the team right now. It's wonderful to see. And this is why they, it's a big part of why they are succeeding. So one guy that's been key for them during the stretch... Jose Alvarado, I want to talk about him. Whole segment on Jose Alvarado coming up here next in today's episode. 
of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. They've got everything you want. Football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. And they've got all the player props and things that you want, right? Over on Brandon Ingram points. Probably over on Herb Jones points right now because he was really good and scored pretty well in this one. Over on, you know, you can take the Pelicans on the money line. You can take them on the spread. Whatever it is you want if you're feeling good about this team and you have good knowledge about the Pels. Go put it to into action over at betonline.ag. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. We're free in five days a week for you all. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Do not rely on the box score to just catch you up on what's going on around the league. You need the context. You need the people that are there covering the team on a daily basis to help fill you in on what's going on. You can do it with the Locked On Now podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. All right, so we are talking about the Pelicans just dominant win over the Clippers. Like, this one was easy. Just, you know, completely soared away from this team. 113-89 over the Clippers. A key part of this, and a key part of the stretch for New Orleans, is getting quality guard minutes. Because that is not something that's been easy for them this season, right? Like, that's been a big part of their problem. They don't have a lead guard. They don't have guys that have really stepped into that role. The backup guard position, you know, we hoped would go to Kyra Lewis Jr. The injury really hurt him um, and took him out of contention for that right now. And they were relying a lot on Tomas Sadoransky, who's just been flat out bad this year. But another guy stepped up, and that's Jose Alvarado. He's been tremendous for New Orleans. Two-way contract player, undrafted out of Georgia Tech, where he was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He was known for defense, just being... A bulldog getting up on you, like bodying people up, which is a big thing, right? Not sagging off of them, but getting right up into them, into their space, making them uncomfortable. You know, he's a little undersized. He's six foot. That's going to be a bit of a problem. The offense isn't always there for him, even in college. But he had some upside, I think. You know, and the Pelicans clearly are looking at trying to get defensive players in the door that they then feel they can mold offensively with a guy maybe like Fred Vinson, who's one of the better shooting coaches in the league. It's not a bad plan. Bring in a guy who is sound defensively, who has a high motor, and then work with them to bring their offensive game along. It's kind of like what the Spurs did with Kawhi Leonard. He wasn't known as an offensive threat, but you knew that dude was going to play some defense from the moment he was drafted out of San Diego State. They felt the same about Herb Jones. I'm sure they felt the same in in, in free agency when it came to Jose Alvarado, undrafted free agency. So they're starting to mold these guys, and Jose Alvarado was great in this win. You know, again, if you just look at the box score, this is why you got to listen to Lockdown now. You're going to miss a lot of this, right? His numbers don't jump out at you necessarily. 15 minutes, two of three, four points. So what, right? But it was so much more than that. First of all, he had four assists in this game. And those assists came because he was willing to be aggressive and drive at the rim. What have I said about the Pelicans guards for a little bit now? When you drive, when you're aggressive and you go towards the basket, good things happen. You'll find a guy. Someone will be open because they want to take away the rim. 
Jose Alvarado, four assists. That's great. Three steals for him. He likes to pick up guys full court just to get them off their rhythm a little bit. You know, he's not going to do much in full court offense. But to make guys have to, like, think or at least get the ball out of their hands, it's a way to be a pest, right? Patrick Beverly does this. We hate playing against Patrick Beverly, partially because he's dirty and a bit of a jerk and an asshole. But part of it is because he's annoying. That's what Jose Alvarado's doing right now. There's a little bit of, of Pat Bev in him. And it was kind of funny to see those two playing against each other the other night. So you're seeing him do that. And then he's contributed in other areas. This guy who's undersized. Six, not sorry, six, eight, even better. Eight rebounds in this one. He was really good. The And then the most important stat, right? Like the most important stat for him. Zero turnovers. You want to know how you will get a coach to play you in the NBA? Don't turn the ball over. It's like really that simple. Once you're a turnover machine, you get dropped. When you're not turning the ball over, you will stay on the court because you're not actively harming the team, at least with that, and giving the team empty possessions by stupid you know, mistakes that you're doing to yourself. So no turnovers from Jose Alvarado is going to help keep him out there on the basketball court. Being aggressive and driving to the basket, he didn't take 1-3 in this game, is going to help him stay on the court and help this team. They needed someone off the bench to be that steadying hand to provide some defense too because that's always a good thing Jose Alvarado is that dude right now and he should be getting these minutes over Tomas Sadoransky going forward even if it's a bad game and one will come up but they're not asking him to do too much he kind of knows what his role is he's decent at his role again do you want him with the starters no he's a little undersized and I worry about how he'd play then but against other bench units yeah this is what we've been calling for for a while. Why are you playing Sadoransky, who we know who this guy is? Why not go with someone who at least has some potential upside? And that was Jose Alvarado. He's earned these minutes. He deserves these minutes. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Pelicans convert him to like an actual player off of a two-way deal at some point. He's been, you know, you don't need to do that yet. Keep him for cheap. Keep the roster flexibility until you need to do that. But he's been good. He's been good. I like the fight in him. Like He's just a fun player to kind of watch. I like everything we've seen from him. Man, if he was like two or three inches taller, we'd love him so much more as a player. But he's been good, like despite that. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, overcoming that sort of thing. He's been excellent for this team, really good, you know, an above-average defender, pesky, annoying, can create some havoc, and just a smart offensive guy, be aggressive and attack, Love it, love it, love it. That's how you'll stay, you know, getting minutes. And he should be getting minutes over a guy like Tomas Sadoransky. So coming up next, a couple other notes. Jackson Hayes, perfect from the field in this game, by the way. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, not so much. Let's talk about them coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, like mine are, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and even better than a candy bar. I just ordered a new box. They had a limited time flavor come out that I basically just couldn't say no to. White chocolate raspberry cheesecake. That sounds like a candy bar that is going to be filled with calories, sugar, and all sorts of bad things for you. 
It's not. It's healthy. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I eat one of these things every single day, either during lunch or after a workout. And Bilt Bar is going to make it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because these things taste good. You will be shocked at how good these protein bars taste. They're not chunky. They're not waxy. They are delicious and taste just as good, if not better, than a candy bar. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And so it's going to make it easier to stick to your resolution because you're going to want to eat these things. So keep a couple of them in your house at all times for when you have that craving but need something healthy. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Go to built.com, find your favorites, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. That's what I did. Use promo code again, LOCKED15 for 15% off over at built.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Other people aren't coming to you all that often. We're here Monday through Friday, and it's free. You don't have to pay. What's better than that? Pelicans talk. They're winning. We get the trade deadline coming up. It's a lot of fun. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Again, leave a five-star review with a comment and tell a friend about the show. Now for your second listen. Ross Jackson with the Locked on Saints podcast, breaking down every single thing black and gold. Dude is so good covering the Saints. What's the QB situation going to be next year? He's going to be breaking it down for you. So go listen to Locked on Saints as your second listen. All right. Today, we're talking about the Pelicans' big win over the Clippers, 113-89. Just smoked him. Smoked him. The starters were great. They were excellent in this one, right? Josh Hart, aggressive, didn't have the best shooting night, but commanded double teams. They had to account for him. That created for others. And then off the bench, you got quality minutes. We just talked about Jose Alvarado. He was excellent in this one. So was Jackson Hayes. He's wrestled that backup center spot away from a guy like Billy Hernan Gomez. He got benched. He's starting to play much better. It's not not amazing, right? Not amazing. But he's playing much better. He was 5 of 5 from the field in this one, including hitting a 3, a perfect 2 for 2 from the line. No turnovers. Again, you want to stay on the court. Don't turn the ball over. He didn't. Four rebounds, two blocks, including one in garbage time. Like, he didn't need to be out there. He was probably a bit pissed off that he was out there in garbage time when he didn't need to be playing when this game was wrapped up with like three minutes left to go. And he went out and he hustled during that. You want to make a statement to your coach of crap minutes that you don't need to be playing when you're about to go on a rough three-game road trip. And he thinks he's better than, you know, playing that. Yet he hustled during all of that. He didn't give up or quit. Maybe that says a little bit about his mentality and where he is. I think that's a big step forward from him. One of those blocks was just vicious. You would have thought the ball owed him money or something like that, the way he just swatted it into the backboard. And then the Pelicans went down on the other side and got an easy transition bucket. He was good in this game. He's been playing better. I'm not going to say he's playing... He was good in this one. I don't know if he's been playing good overall, but he's been improving. He gives you some defense more than Hernan Gomez does. Hernan Gomez also can miss some easy shots at the rim. So Jackson kind of converting his looks, playing a little bit of defense. Yeah, he probably should have the backup center spot for right now, but it's not you know set in stone or anything like that for him. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, not great. Like There's not much to say here. 3 of 10 from the field, 0 for 6. Over six from three, six total points. You know, it kind of tells you, his story kind of tells you what it is, right? If he doesn't shoot the three, he's three of four. 
He he scored three of his his three buckets were in the paint. He doesn't need to do some of the three pointers that he takes. Some of them were okay. There was one on the left corner that was fine. There were a couple of others that were fine too. But some of them, I I don't know. And he's not a good three point shooter. We've seen it. I don't know if it's just oh man, I've missed a couple, so I got to try and make up for it with more threes or what. But when you go 0 for 6, you know, when you're 0 for 4, do something different, right? Like, he just had that really good game against the Minnesota Timberwolves where he played a different style of basketball. He wanted to facilitate something that the Pelicans need, right? And after that, how does he follow it up? This, this stinker, he didn't have a rebound. He didn't have an assist. He didn't have a steal. Did have a block and a turnover. Go look at his box score. A bunch of zeros in there. You know, I don't know really what to say. You've got to string together some consistency, and that is not something that he's done. And again, I don't know if there is really any other option, like any other option for the Pelicans to go and play. There really isn't. But that just kind of, one, tells you about why they need to be aggressive at the trade deadline. And, you know, unfortunately, good for Nikhil, right? That they don't have another option because otherwise he'd have been dropped. There's no reason. He's not going to contribute to you winning right now. Rough game from him. We'll see how he does on the road trip. You know, I don't really know what to say. You have a good game the other night where you play a different style of basketball from the bad basketball you've been playing. And then you go right back to playing the bad basketball. Why? Like, what? Again, mentality, right? Like, what what does that say about the player to some degree? That's one where, like, I'm a little bit frustrated and and struggling to understand some of this. So, there you go. But a great win for the Pelicans. Knocking on the door when I'm recording this, the Portland Trailblazers are getting blown out right now. And Damian Lillard's, like, about to have surgery. Like, they want to kind of pack it in, right? I think that's a big thing. They don't... They're going to tank. I think they're going to be out of playoff contention. Maybe the Clippers will, too. Opening up some spots for New Orleans, who's knocking on the door of the 10th spot right now. It's an exciting time to be a Pelicans fan, so thank you all for being part of the ride here with me during all of this. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans, this week of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for, very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday to start a new week.